Hello, friends, and welcome back to one of my favorites podcast. My name is Kelly Scheel, and I am so excited to introduce you to some of my favorite people and how they have shaped and influenced my life. I'm on a spring break road trip headed to my old stomping grounds in Texas, but making several stops along the way. Yesterday, I left Chicago to head south to Owensboro, Kentucky, home of the International Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame and the home of my aunt and uncle, Lee and Denny Waldrop. I had a few surprising events on the drive. First, I had a run-in with the law when I was pulled over by a state trooper in Indiana. Apparently, it is illegal to not move into the far lane when a police car has its lights on in the emergency lane. The trooper was very kind and let me off with just a warning. Also, I have a new-to-me car that I'm taking on this road trip. After five hours of driving, a message popped up on the screen and said, Would you like to take a break? I had no ideas that cars could read minds. My answer was yes, I really would like to, but I also would like to arrive at my destination. I kept driving and arrived at my destination, but I can't wait to see what the car tells me tomorrow on my 12-hour drive. Anyway, I arrived late last night at Lee and Denny's house and enjoyed a late supper of crestless quiche and fresh fruit. By the way, the quiche was amazing and the recipe I'll share in the show notes. We sat around the kitchen table catching up and I asked if they would be willing to be guests on my podcast today. However, they are so important to me that I wanted to break this into two episodes, one with Lee and the other with Denny. So grab a seat and enjoy this conversation as I talk about family and traditions with one of my favorites, my Aunt Lee. So Lee, we're sitting here in your home in Owensboro, um, Kentucky. So thank you so much for agreeing to be part of my fun podcast. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I arrived last night and it's just, I slept in the room that was grandmommy or great grandmommy's bed? Great 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 grandmommy's bed. My great grandmother's your great great grandmothers. Oh my gosh. Well, it's super comfortable. I slept like a rock. And it's just this your family is so full of family memories and traditions. And we'll get into a lot more of that. Um, but it's always so nice to be here with you and Denny. It feels like home to me. Um, so I've written a little thing about how we know each other, obviously, okay. um, and that I want to share with you. And then we'll have a chance to talk a little bit more. Does that okay. sound okay? My Aunt Lee is my dad's sister and the youngest of three children born to my grandparents, Frank and Margaret Parks. She grew up in Kettering, Ohio. Is that right? That is. Uh (laughs) Graduated from the University of Kentucky, and she and Denny have lived in Owensboro for 43 years. They have two sons, Andy and Eric, who now live in Georgetown and Lexington, Kentucky with their families. They also have six grandchildren who are their pride and joy. Lee and I have always been close. As a child, we spent many Thanksgivings, Christmases, and Easter's together in Kettering at my grandparents' house. Since I was the first grandchild and the first niece, I had a lot of attention and always felt so loved by my grandparents and my aunts and uncles. Lee was just reminding me last night that she went on a Greyhound bus from Lexington to Cincinnati to meet me when I was first born. Our holiday plans started to shift when my sister, Andy, and Eric came along, and we started to go to Owensboro, or they would come to Fort Thomas, but it was always great just to be together. 
One theme of all of our family gatherings was food. My grandmother was a terrific cook and a pie maker, and we always enjoyed sitting in the kitchen talking while she and Lee cooked. Our holiday dinner routine began with gathering at the far end of the table for a big family picture that normally took at least 10 to 15 minutes to take. Granddaddy had to have it just right. We then took our spots at the big table or the kids' table, and we filled our plates with turkey, dressing balls, more to come on that, mashed potatoes, green beans, and my grandmother's homemade yeast rolls. We would then have a discussion on whether the dressing balls had enough sage this year, and granddaddy would say it was the best meal he'd ever eaten, and then the kids would be rewarding for eating everything on their plate with a membership to the Clean Plate Club. <laughs> then we would enjoy a slice or two of grandmommy's homemade pies, pumpkin and pecan at Thanksgiving, and my favorite, chocolate pie. We then would spend the afternoon talking and napping because we were so full. Another fun tradition we had at Christmas time was opening gifts. We opened everything, one gift, one person at a time, so that we could all see what everyone had received and appreciate both the gift and the giver. I used to hate it, as a kid at least, but now I really appreciate the pace of the morning, and it's one of the traditions that I keep going at my house. As an adult, Lee and I have become friends where we talk about family history, raising boys, faith, health, and even fashion. A few things you need to know about my Aunt Lee. First, she is a Kentucky Wildcat through and through, win or lose, she is always cheering for Big Blue Nation. She loves chocolate, like as in really, really loves it. As I was writing, I was looking at her chocolate candy jar and wondering what chocolate was in that jar today. She is a fabulous cook, just like her mom, and more to come about that. She worked in the office of an elementary school for 22 years. When my boys were in elementary school, I found this to be one of the most important and critical roles in the school, to make sure that parents felt welcomed and informed. She is a boy mom who raised two amazing sons that have great character and faith. She is a grandmother who finds such joy spending time with Joshua, Matthew, Laurel, Luke, Maggie, and Rosie. Not only does she go to visit them, but she also has the kids out every summer for a week of fun in Owensboro. She's an active member of First Baptist Church of Owensboro and has taught Sunday school to kids, VBS, Girls in Actions, or GAs, and now she serves on the Bereavement Committee and makes meals for families who have just gone through a funeral. Another fun thing I was reminded of today is that she sends cards for every birthday or special occasion. That is something that she picked up as a tradition from her mother, my grandmother, and something that they both just are so amazing at remembering occasions. Lee has always supported my endeavors, whether it's been buying Cutco knives, buying Arbonne, or buying clothing from my boutique. She keeps up with all the activities of my family, has visited us many times, and I know that she prays for us. She is the keeper of all family recipes and keeps me well-fed when I visit. But she mostly keeps me connected to my roots and reminds me of all the rich history of the parks and Drake family. 
without a doubt, she is one of my favorite, very favorite people. And I'm so glad to have this conversation with her today. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> oh, so fun to just sit and remember all of the fun times we've shared and just our family and the, the rich the richness and love that our family has shared over the years. I think we are so um, lucky. We are. We're, we're blessed. And, and our family history is goes way back. And I'm still able to hear stories from my uncle, who is 104, my mother's brother. And that's, that's a treat to be able to still ask him questions that maybe I don't remember or exactly how things went when they were little or what they did so yeah I need that's really needs, fun he needs to be on my podcast for sure just yeah. because just to capture it um so I'll have to see if I can make a trip to Lexington to see Uncle Vaughn um well I wanted to kind of start and talk a little bit about Grandmommy and Granddaddy um and what it was like growing up with them um you know I remember them one way as my grandparents, right. um, but what was it like? What were they like as parents um, to you? Well, as a young girl, I, I remember that they were, they were very active at church. We were always at church when the doors were open and probably closed them and locked them up. But they, um, they made sure that we went to church, my brothers and myself. Uh, they we that's just, that was just part of our life, so I I would say that I remember my dad working hard. Sometimes he'd have to bring uh, work from the office back to the house and work on it after supper, but he always still made time for us. And uh, at that time, my brothers were older, so he always helped coach their baseball teams or helped them on Boy Scout trips. And he was actually the cook part of the time. So he, he enjoyed cooking also. I love that. I love that I discovered, um, it was 2001, uh, they came out to visit us when Parker was born. And I discovered he loved going to the grocery store. That was oh, yes. such a surprise. Getting um, the best bargains he could get. <laughs> yeah, he taught me, this is kind of a fun fact. He taught me that you can look and compare the price per ounce exactly. um, to be able to figure out what the best deal was. I somehow grew up and didn't know that, but I always now look specifically at peanut butter to figure out which jar is the cheapest. Anyway, side That's note. That's right. He did, he did that. And so he, so when I was real young, he, he obviously was with my brothers doing all the boy-type activities. But he also supported me and my when I was taking piano lessons, he would come to those dreaded recitals that I didn't like, but they probably wanted to hear. <laughs> but um, you know, I, but those other type of things, shopping and stuff like that, I did more with my mother. Yeah. And so he was probably a little more interested in the boy things, but but yet he was supportive. And then as I got a little bit older, he was a member of the school board in the school system where we attended and graduated from. And one of my very special moments was when he was able to hand me my diploma when I graduated from high school because Aww. he was still on the school board. And so that was very special in my life. One thing I did with dad was travel from Kettering to Lexington to go to mostly just football games at that time. 
He had been the manager of the football team when he was a senior in college there. And he always had one free ticket and then bought one for all the football games for as long as he could, his health would let him. So I would ride down with him. And at that time, my oldest brother, Barry, was, your dad was uh, in school. And I would make sure I'd make him a big batch of chocolate chip cookies. We'd, <laughs> we'd drive down I-75 and uh, this is, this is kind of funny. He uh, wanted me to learn the UK fight song, so we'd practice it in on the in the car, and I'd learn the words from a very early age. And now I teach my grandchildren that same song. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you say that. I remember um, going with Granddaddy to my first. Rupp Arena basketball game at Kentucky. And I'm pretty sure he taught me the fight song to all of the words. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually remember exactly what I wore. Isn't that funny? It was a really big deal. Like for, oh, yeah. I was in high school and getting to go to Rupp Arena for a UK game. And he picked me up, drove down from Kettering, picked me up in Fort Thomas. And we made the, the drive down. And I had on these, I'll tell you what I wore. I had on these wool slacks that were like a, a navy blue and then a burgundy sweater. I, I remember it. I had to have blue on, of course, not yes. the right blue. Now I would wear jeans and a t-shirt, but I was more dressed up back then. But yeah, that's fun that he, he carried that on from your, from a long time, all right. the way through and when then, your boys were probably. Well, yeah, after they moved here to Owensboro in, uh, back in 2000, 2001, 2000, I believe it was. Uh, then Eric, who was still here in high school, would actually drive granddaddy to Lexington when he was still able to go to to see them and uh, so yeah we've all had our turns with him sitting in his seats and that was That's that great. was really fun. That's so fun. And what about grandmommy? She's a fabulous cook and okay. she's an amazing reader. Like those are some of the things. Well, I have so much that that's that's for another day. I, I was thinking yesterday. I need to have a podcast where I just write about grandmommy and granddaddy, and I, I think I'll do that. But um, okay, I, what was she I would like say, as a when you were growing up? When I was growing up, she um, she did not work. She was very active in my elementary school as a PTA member and the homeroom mother she'd make lots of cupcakes and things like that for our parties that we would have at school and it wasn't long after i started school that she started selling avon products and back in that day you went door to door and and went into people's homes and that's how you sold your products so because I was young and my brothers were either involved in something at school and stayed late, I would go as soon as I got home from school with her to go into these people's houses and see how she was presenting her products that she was trying to sell. And she, she did a real good job. And I just remember all those packets and like little suitcases of products would be sitting in our house or down in the basement. And, you know, they were always somewhere where you could see them. But she she did pretty well at that job and seemed to enjoy it. So I don't, I don't know that I, if I knew that, I'd forgotten that. Right. No, and it's just occurring to me that she was probably about my age when she was doing that. I would say so. And the funny thing is, 
then many, many years later, when I first met my soon-to-be mother-in-law, I found out she worked in the Avon factory there oh. in Cincinnati. So, <laughs> yeah, my mother sold them when it was door-to-door and then found out that my mother-in-law actually helped package the product and do all that type of thing. So that was interesting. But let's see what else. Like I said, Mom, she she always liked to cook from the time I can remember because my grandmother was a very good cook too and so she learned from her. She she would tell me about different mistakes that she made along the way baking her pies, but I always sat in the kitchen and watched her make her own crust and and then watched her do the fillings. We all liked her chocolate pie, chocolate cream pie the best, but I I really watched her how she did the the crust and and so from that time on, when I started making pies after I married, pretty much, I always have made my pie crust from scratch. And people just still can't believe that I did that. I said, oh, it's easy. I've watched my mom. I know how to do it. You know, So I, it just took a lot of watching. And then the last thing that she taught me, I, I would help with dinner, but I would do maybe some of the sides. But I, it took me a long time to really catch on how to do some of the meats and roast she always she was good at making rump roast and we'd have that nearly every sunday and be ready when we got home from church and uh, so i eventually learned how to do all that and kept that up pretty much till my boys left for college and we didn't eat as much then (laughs) but let's see i'm trying to think there's you know she she kept me involved and she had me taking piano lessons and um, trying to think what else. We would we would take a trip usually every summer, just Mom and I, to Lexington and stay with both of my grandmothers. They lived just a few blocks away from each other, and that was always a special time just to be with the ladies in the family and not you know it was, I would spend part of the week with one grandmother and spend the night with her and I liked to stay in her room with her and then I would go over to my dad's mother's house and spend several nights with her so that that was special um, so being the sister of two boys right my dad and then Roger um Word on the street is they used to pay you a penny to make their beds because they, of course, grandmommy and grand, granddaddy both made, you know, were pretty orderly and so had to have your beds made. So they, they paid you, is that correct? Yes. And, and I, you I do not remember that they did that until they started talking about it. And I, I said, well, gosh, I guess it really did happen. <laughs> but I don't remember getting those pennies. But I probably rode my bike. There was like a corner like a little general store type of thing down about four or five blocks from our house and I'd ride my bike down there and I'm sure I bought it on candy because I like to eat so much and then... <laughs> I mean in a whole year you would get three dollars and fifty cents uh, maybe seven maybe they each paid you a penny yeah Who but knows? I could get something for a nickel or you know whatever is there anything you wanted to share about my dad or Roger when they were when you were growing up that you think would be Fun to know. Anything I don't know about them, probably. Well, we had a ping pong table when I was young, probably in elementary school. They invited their friends over in the neighborhood to play ping pong, and it was set up in the garage. Well, I just wanted to sit there and watch them. And Roger, in particular, just always 
he said, well, you don't have to stay out here the whole time and, and just hang around us. And I said, but I want to. And Roger liked to tease me, and he finally would just, just go on in the house with Mom. And Barry would say, <laughs> oh, she can stay if she wants to. Barry liked to protect me from Roger teasing me all the time. <laughs> that that, that helped, happened quite often. But um, I'm trying to think what else. They... Uh, Let's see. I mean, I know there's so many stories I can think of. One one time they were out playing football in the front yard, actually a couple houses down. Well, all of a sudden, Barry was running backwards. He was trying to catch the ball, and as he caught it, he ran right into a tree, oh, and he collapsed down on the ground. Well, I just started crying and screaming and ran back home to get my mother and he wasn't moving, and it scared me to death, and I thought, what in the world has happened to Barry? And so, of course, Mom was concerned, too, and so as soon as she found him, he kind of was waking up a little bit, and turns out he had a pretty bad concussion, and I was just scared to death that what, my brother's really sick. Something's <laughs> something's going to happen to him, and, and it, it really worried me, but he made it through that. We had to wake him up especially my mother, stayed awake all night because she would have to wake him up every hour or two to make sure he was okay. And so, so did, I so was concerned about him. And, and Roger d continued to be the tease of the two, and, and Barry was the protector. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Did either of your, your boys have concussions? Of my, my boys? No. Yeah, they didn't. Mine, mine have, so now I can trace that back to... Barry Parks. Yes. We'll blame him for the coordination. <laughs> that, that's probably <laughs> Or right. lack thereof. Well, are there any... One thing that I love is just how the traditions um, that we've had as a family. Uh, we were lucky enough to spend many holidays together, and I shared about some of those with meals, um, also Christmas time and gifts. But what other traditions um, did you have maybe as a child that then you've carried forward or you've seen carried forward in our family? Well, we didn't take a lot of big vacations, but the vacations we did take were usually to go visit family. Mm -hmm. My dad's sister and her husband, Almira and, and Jack, and, and their three boys, Frank, David, and John. We we would switch off summers. We'd go to Kingsport, Tennessee one summer and spend a whole week with our family of five and their family of five in a not all that big house, <laughs> big of a house. But then the next summer they would come to Kettering and do the same thing. So, you know, we had enough money to do nice things and have what we needed, but we felt like those vacation times with our extended family were important we'd go sometimes to montgomery alabama to my mother's sisters and spend the time with the white family and and then of course we were in lexington more because it was closer to kettering so that was the traditions i remember and the biggest one was a trip to callaway gardens in georgia we got two cabins side by side with my um cousins and their parents from Kingsport and that was a fun trip one that I'll always remember one in my awkward years too that was probably the about the beginning of middle school and <laughs> <laughs> one of those awkward you know you just uh you're not grown up but you want to be and 
Yeah. And, you know, I, we've had some family reunions over the years with that same bunch. Right. The reunions. Um, and it's always, um, I've always loved watching you got just all six of you. You were, of course, the only girl right. of that that bunch, but I've always enjoyed um, the six of you and how you've interacted and shared memories from the past. And I remember actually being an awkward middle schooler and thinking that all of these adults were so cool. Um, so I remember, um, yeah, John and David and, and Frank, and they were Frank hilarious. Are so much they fun and hilarious. Told and, yeah. so many stories yeah. and how they everything was passed down from Barry and Roger to them, clothes, bikes toys, anything. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great. They're super fun. Well, one thing that um, I love are some of our family traditions and our food, not just tra traditions, but recipes. Um, we always have a few things at any family gathering. And one of those are dressing balls. Now, I, I don't know anyone else that I've ever run into that knows what even a dressing ball is. It is very much a Parks family thing. My mom does not love them, but maybe you could describe what a dressing ball is and what makes them unique and special and why we love them so much. Okay. Um, my mother had the recipe written down, which I still have in my drawer upstairs in the kitchen. And it's basically what cornbread would taste like if you would put it in a pan and bake it. But I think it's more of a central Kentucky thing from around the Lexington area where people did this. But you, you use cornbread, and then we would bake biscuits, which I cheat now and just use the canned biscuits. But you, you wait till they get kind of hard, and you just crumble them up, and, and you can do it several days ahead before Thanksgiving or Christmas. And you... Um, also, then we'll put part of the broth from the turkey that cooked, or you can buy the broth. You definitely need plenty of sage and some salt and pepper. We do. We never put celery in our dressing. That just was not anything that we all liked, and so I never remember it ever being made with celery. But or onions too. Right? There, there were onions there in it. Yes, onions. Okay. but we chopped, chopped them pretty small because some of my family especially my two brothers did not like big pieces of onion in anything and I don't think they still do but what you had to do then was just after you got the liquid in there and stirred everything up real well you let it sit a bit to get seasoned mm -hmm. and then you would taste it to see if the sage was correct and <laughs> as Roger got older and even after he was married he still wanted to test that dressing out before oh, yeah. it was put into balls and baked so so when it was right then yes we just took some and put them in shaped into a ball and put lots of them on the cookie sheet baked them for about 20 minutes and they were really good with gravy on them and the turkey and just that's what I still do all the time I've never made dressing any other way I like dressing both ways, I'll confess. I like a, a good, soft dressing, Mississippi style, like my mom used to make, and I do love a dressing ball. So for the listeners, I want you to think about the top of dressing that's kind of crusty right. and, and crispy all the way around it. So if that sounds good to you, if you like the top of dressing, 
you need to check out the show notes and see the recipe for dressing balls. I'm actually going to get a copy of um, my grandmother's recipe that's apparently upstairs in the drawer. Um, so I'll look forward to that. Okay. <laughs> um, you are also known for lots of other things. Um, some of my favorites are um, your chocolate chip pound cake. Yes. Um, your... Uh, cinnamon coffee cake is another. I think you and Grandmommy both made that. Uh-huh. Um, that was, we had a lot on Christmas morning. I believe it was my aunt's recipe, my dad's sister's recipes, and it's actually the sour cream coffee cake. But then you have the cinnamon streusel, like a cinnamon swirl. It's so yes. good, so good. And then, um, of course, pies are always. And we can't forget the homemade yeast rolls, which I have attempted many times sometimes they turn out okay and sometimes they're a disaster but they're never ever as good as grandma no mine either (laughs) so i don't know what i'm doing wrong i've had her teach me how to do it and it just still doesn't work out are there other family recipes that that you um remember or that you are kind of known for that you've carried on well the her pecan pie recipe is the one i still use and the chocolate cream pie Uh, which can be used for coconut cream pie, banana cream pie, but, you know, without the chocolate. Um, Let me think. Of course, the cookies, I've made chocolate chip cookies. She used to always, my mother would always get together with friends, uh, about two or three friends at Christmas time, and they'd make a lot of cookies, different recipes, and then they would divide them up when they were done, and so we... Those were always the special ones that that we would have at Christmas time, and they were delicious. And I don't make all of them right now because, I, unfortunately, our whole family is not together a lot at Christmas. But one of the favorite ones was called a stuffed date drop, and you you had um, a pecan and wrapped a date around it, and then you had the dough, and when you put the dough out on the on the cookie sheet you wanted to make sure one of those stuffed dates was in there so when those then baked and cooled then you put icing on them too and they were really tasty that sounds so good i'm i haven't made them for several years but i have a whole listing of all the recipes (laughs) on this that you know several years ago i was going to do a cook a cookbook of all of our recipes and that's never come together it's a kelly shiel idea that never quite oh there's still time kelly there's still time (laughs) only another half a then our uh, my grandchildren can enjoy them that's right that's right well, um, you know, being in your home, I mentioned earlier, um, there's so many mementos. We were today pulled out some uh, china that was your great grandmother's, so right. my great great grandmother's, and it was so beautiful. Um, you have silver pieces, you have um, our family, um, what are they, badges or um, on the arm? Well, coat of it? arms. Coat of arms, that's right. Coat of arms got them on framed. the wall, uh-huh. framed in the room. Um, you have furniture pieces. So many things um, that remind you of family, passed down from family. And that's something I love also. I I've, Sometimes I laugh and say I'm like the the collector of all things family because every piece in my home has a story um, and it's important to me. And But why is it so important to you that you have things that um, from your past and uh, from family? Well, I just, I, you know, nearly all of them have passed away now except for Uncle Vaughn. And I just, 
it's a special way for me to remember them. I can walk in a room and think of something that, oh, my grandmother had this, and I loved looking at that every time I was in her home. And, and then a lot of those things ended up in my mother's home, especially after she moved here to Owensboro, then I could see them all the time. So I just, I just think it's really special, and I hope that someday my children will want some of them, but if not, maybe I'll save a few for my grandchildren. There you go. <laughs> Maybe the granddaughters will want a few. I know. I was thinking that, that some of the girls, Maggie or Laurel or Rosie, might want some of those in, in their uh, home one day. That china, they should it's have just it for sure. The kids these days and younger adults just aren't as interested. It doesn't seem like it's a historical part of your family and what the things they used and special pieces that they used to cook with and yeah, it's, it is funny. I do think um, many just in our society, we don't hold on to those old pieces that, right. that have atta are attached to memories and really like are better made. I mean, the furniture that I have that was my grandparents or even my parents, I mean, it's much better made oh, than I agree. the stuff you go down to the store and buy now. Um, what do you think, this is more of a philosophical question, I guess, because you and I are both so philosophical, um, but what do you think the importance is of remembering? Like, you know, of just... Well, I, you know, first of all, I want my children to remember the things of their, not only my husband and my, their parents, but their grandparents on both sides and great-grandparents, just... And they have shown an interest, especially in my, let's see, great-great-grandfather who was in the Civil War. I think that's correct. No, it's great-grandfather, excuse me. Um, but anyway, he they have written stories about him. They had, art, they had projects at school that they've been able to use that history with. I, and I just, that's special that they can pass that along. We even have a diary of him as he wrote in while he was in the Civil War and we have copies of that so I just think it's important to not forget your roots and, yeah. and where you came from yeah I agree I normally walk around with a um, I don't have it on today a bracelet that has the state of Kentucky and people are like Kentucky well, that was only a piece of your um, story. And I'm like, but it's where I came from. Right. And it, it reminds me, it wasn't a gift. It was something I just picked up, um, at a cute boutique one year, but it just always reminds me of my roots and right. where I came from. Um, so kind of, we're running a little short on time, but what is something that you hope to be remembered for, um, with your kids and with your grandkids? And, um, for those of us who are lucky enough to know you either as family or friends. Well, I just, I hope they know that how much I have loved them from the time my children were born, and uh, I've been there for just about all six of my grandchildren's birth, the day that they were born. I've been around. I just want them to remember how much and how special each one of them are and how much God loves them and that to always stick to their faith that they have and and pass that along to their children. Mm, that's good. I, I, same for me. I mean, I think we can, I hope we all can say that, you right. know, about that's at the end of the day, what's important. Right. So 
Yeah. Well, one fun way that I like to end my podcast is a rapid fire favorite game. And so this is kind of fun. I'm going to just give a topic and you're going to just answer what your favorite thing is. Cause I, I love okay. playing the favorite game. So this is fun to play with all of my favorite people. Okay. Okay. This is the first one. Super easy color. My favorite color is blue. Of course. <laughs> Kentucky blue. Your favorite thing to cook. Um, I say the, uh, chocolate chip cookies, chocolate chip cookies. I I've had three since I've arrived in 24 hours and probably we'll have a few more. <laughs> They're so good. Um, when your boys come home, what's the favorite meal that they like to have? Probably a, a rump roast with potatoes and carrots and gravy. I don't believe that their wives make that kind of meal so much. You know, it's, it, it is more trouble than a lot of quick meals that gals do nowadays. And so I would say probably that's one thing that they really ask for. I'm going to give them a tip to Joni, Beth, and Dana that that really, it's super easy. You just throw it in the crock pot. Well, you can, yeah. <laughs> I have a recipe that's like easier that can, as can be, but I don't always make it either. So yeah. I'll put myself in that as well. Um, your favorite dessert to eat? Chocolate cream pie. Mm -hmm. My mom just made the best. And in fact, that's what I always ask for my birthday as I got older. That I she wanted, make one. That, and yes, I, please, can I have that for my birthday? <laughs> I, I, I didn't see that upstairs for us to eat. I almost thought about making one. <laughs> well, that would have been fun, but oh well. Um, your favorite kind of chocolate candy. I did look in that cookie jar, that candy jar, and right now I think it's Dove chocolate, dark chocolate in there. But what's your favorite? My favorite candy? is M&M's, mm -hmm. peanut M&M's. Mm-hmm. And I introduced you today yes, to the peanut butter M&M eggs, which are only available at Easter, Easter and we could not find them at Walgreens. Um, your favorite place to go out to eat? Anywhere or... Anywhere. There is a really good restaurant in Lexington called Winchell's. That's my favorite place there. I think my favorite place here in Owensboro is... It sounds crazy, but I love Texas Roadhouse. Oh, no, it's good. I like uh, it, too. Um, your favorite place to shop? You're, you're always a fashionista, always dressed to a T. What's your favorite store? Overall, I think my favorite store is Talbot's. Yeah, I can see that. Um, the favorite place you've visited? Let me think here. Washington, D.C. is always a special place. Not only does my brother Roger live there, but even before he was married and moved there, it's just it's just full of history, and I just that always has meant a lot to me to visit all the things there. Yeah, that's good. All right, this the last one is pretty controversial. Who is your favorite brother? Oh. <laughs> that's I don't not know fair. if I can answer that. That's fine. I, I, I love them both in different ways. <laughs> in some ways, they're alike, but in other ways, they're very opposite. So. That's, that's a very diplomatic answer. Yes. Way to, yeah, it's, it's true. I love them both, too. Well, thank you so much for doing this and for being a part of my podcast. I, yeah, I loved it. 
Loved hearing some news stories and reflecting together just on um, how much our family loves each other. And I'm, I'm so glad for some of my friends to get a little piece of our story and your story. So. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thanks. I love you. I love you too. Friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with my Aunt Lee. Maybe it reminded you of a family tradition or a family member that you've loved. Or maybe you just learned a new cooking tip or recipe. Can't you just taste that chocolate pie? If something is stirring in your heart or mind, I'd love to hear from you. You can follow the show on Instagram at one of my favorites podcast or on Apple Music or Spotify. If you feel like someone might enjoy listening to the show, it would mean so much to me if you shared it. And as always, if the show reminded you of someone you haven't talked to in a while, reach out, chat about traditions or something especially delicious to eat. Join me next week for part two of my visit to Owensboro and hear from my Uncle Denny. Have you ever wondered about how paper is made? With over 40 years of working at a paper mill, Uncle Denny will tell us all about it, and I promise it's a really fascinating conversation. So let's end today's show with a song that my granddaddy taught both Aunt Lee and me, and that is the University of Kentucky fight song. On, on, UK, we are right for the fight today. Hold that ball and hit that line. Every wildcat star will shine. We'll fight, fight, fight for the blue and white. As we roll to that goal, varsity, we will kick, pass, and run till the battle is won and we'll bring home the victory. All right, friends, we'll see you next time.